our online church service. The Lord is going to speak to you today. I believe that a fresh word is going to come into your spirit and give you the direction and guidance that you need. You know, the Lord Jesus told us that man does not live by bread alone. Now we need bread and it's nice to throw some other things in there uh, as well. Maybe some beef jerky, maybe some uh, Dr. Pepper uh, and some other things uh, that we could put on the bread, such as um, some lunch meat or pimento cheese or whatever might make you happy. Hallelujah. Even peanut butter and jelly. But my friends, man does not live by bread alone, but what? But by every word that comes from where? The grocery store? No, that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And we will go and see the words today that the Lord spoke. But you must understand that the word of God is ongoing. It is a progressive word. So the word that you had three years ago was the word for that season of your life. But today the Lord has a word for you that is the today word. After all, you don't really want to keep living on leftovers. Leftovers can last for a while, but eventually you need a nice hot meal. I believe today God has something for you to eat, spiritual food, his word that will strengthen you with the meal that you need today. Praise God. Please take your Bibles. Meet me in Psalm 81 verse 10. Now we're going to receive the tithes and offerings towards the end of the message today, because in a sense, uh, the, the message content would go along with the theme of abundance or God's goodness or God's best for your life. So why don't we just build our faith with these good scriptures, this faith food, and then we can receive the tithes and offerings at the end of the service. That way, as you give, your faith is strong. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, as we go into your word on this beautiful Sunday morning, we ask that your Holy Spirit would anoint the eyes of our understanding that we can, we can grab a hold of your word in a sense also that it would grab a hold of us and produce its life-changing benefits. Oh God, make our lives beautiful by the strength of your word. Feed us today in Jesus' name. And together we all say, Amen. Praise God. Today we're in Psalm 81, and I felt led of the Lord to teach today from verse 10. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt, of course, being a land of captivity, a land of bondage. And you know what? Even when you come out of Egypt, which represents coming out of sin, coming out of a life of spiritual death and going into the life of Christ, the life of God, there is still the process of getting Egypt out of us. It demands a different way of thinking. If you have been a slave for years and years and years, that can affect your mindset. So when you have a whole generation, when you have a whole nationality, that's been in slavery for over 400 years. Well, there's some deep-rooted wrong ways of thinking. There's a slave mentality, and it takes a new way of thinking 
it really takes a bold breaking away from the old to move over into the new. I, I even believe we're seeing some of these changes today in our automotive industry, in our medical industry, in our science and engineering industry, where back at the turn of the century, uh, the, the 1900s, excuse me, going uh, 1800s leading into the 1900s, you had the phasing out pretty much of horses. And you had the, uh, you know, the combustible engine, you had cars, you had vehicles, and you had people that would just, you know what, they're going to hang on to their donkey and their horse no matter what, because they don't trust the new things that are coming out. But as you and I both know, the age of the horse uh, was drawing to a close. And today, the only thing horses are used pretty much for are sport or for hobby. I, I know people still round up some cattle out in Montana and Wyoming and down in Texas and stuff like that. But for the most part, most things can be done uh, with a vehicle. Even rounding up cattle can be done with an ATV. So my friends, there are changes. Hallelujah. There are changes that are taking place and it demands a new way of thinking in order for us to stay on the cutting edge. And while we don't want to rush into something, we also don't want to be the next dinosaur that goes into extinction. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so let us shift into a mentality where we expect to enjoy the goodness of God, things getting better in our lives, while understanding also that we have solutions for the world to make the world a better place. And of course, the greatest solution, and the most important one, in, in a sense of which nothing else even compares to it, is the solution to humanity's sin problem. And that cannot be solved by science, it cannot be solved uh, by, uh, you know, philosophy or anything else. It can only be solved by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. But my friends, look what takes place as they're coming out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I want you to think about this scripture throughout these next coming days over Christmas going into the new year that the Lord says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Wow. Praise the Lord. I want you to begin to raise your expectations of what it is that you want God to do in your life. Hallelujah. God didn't say narrowly open your mouth because I want to slide in a piece of chewing gum. No, that's not what he said. He didn't say, you know, just, just crack it open a little bit and I'll, I'll slip a cracker in there, but don't expect anything to be on the cracker. No, the Lord said, open your mouth wide and he'll fill it. Now, I would like to say something that you need to meditate on. When the Lord says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it, it's actually a commandment. There are some things that God wants his people to have so strongly that he actually commands you to receive it. And it grieves the heart of God for you not only to not receive it, but to even settle for something that would be far below what he wanted you to have. In other words, you open your mouth, but you only opened it a little. God wants you to open your mouth wide. That suggests that he's wanting to fill you with his goodness, not just give you a little dose, a little touch of the blessing. No, God wants to 
bring into your life his best and what's best for you. Now, we're all different. We're all tailor-made. We are all wired different. We all have a different fingerprint touch of God in our lives. So there will be uniqueness to each one of our lives, but God knows what you like and God knows what would fit best for you. And he wants you to have his best for your life. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Perhaps today that you're thinking, well, pastor Stephen, you know, I feel, I feel let down. I've I've tried this before. I've released my faith only to be frustrated by a desire not manifesting or delay just or or like being stuck in like some kind of continual delay mode. Maybe you've even had a bad experience, but God's here to replace your bad experience with the God experience. Hallelujah. And I I think we've all had bad experiences. Maybe we've uh, personally received them. Maybe we have even been involved in um, helping a bad experience be uh, perpetrated on other people, you know. So uh, sometimes not only have we been subjected to bad experiences, we've even been involved in passing them on to others. I remember when I was in uh, high school, I think I was in ninth grade, that my next door neighbor during the summer wanted me to come over and spend the night, camp out with him in his backyard. He had a little uh, out, outdoor thing that his daddy had built for him, and kind of like an outdoor tent, but it was like a raised device, and it was like not like a tree house, but it was kind of like a tree house, but not actually up in a tree. So we got up off the ground, which is good. You don't want the ants to bite you or something. This was in South Texas where we lived at that time, and you know, we're hanging out at night and, and talking and laughing, uh, you know, all the way to midnight to one o'clock to two o'clock in the morning, just giggling, you know, doing what young teens would do in the sense of being silly and just, you know, talking random thoughts and having fun. And, uh, my friend Jesse, uh, who was there with me, he said, I, I got to go out and go to the bathroom. I'll be back in just a few minutes. I said, okay, uh, hurry up and get back so we can keep on talking. And so while he goes to the restroom he had in our little bitty uh, tree house, if we can call it that, we had a pitcher of water. That way, if we got thirsty, we could just drink out of it, drink the water. Well, while he was gone, I very quickly went down the ladder and went over to the sand area and half filled up that drinking pitcher full of sand and water. And it already had water in it, but I I filled it up with dirty sand. And so he comes back in and uh, sees that pitcher sitting on the shelf because I'm already back up in there acting like I didn't go anywhere. He goes, oh, I am just so thirsty. I said, well, man, drink up. And he took that thing and he started drinking as fast as he could. And then he just started spewing and spitting and, and, oh, he said, what is, he said, what did you do? And I said, well, you know, laughing, put, put salt water, I mean, put uh, sand in his, uh, in, in the water. But he and I did stuff like that to each other all the time. So maybe you've had an experience where something was put in your mouth that left a bad experience, left a bad taste. It leaves you apprehension, uh, apprehensious now, maybe a little bit uh, nervous in a sense of you don't want to get too excited. You feel like all of your hopes might get dashed. Well, my friends, God, uh, uh, he's not going to put sand in your water. Hallelujah. God's when God says, open your mouth. He's not going to, you know, shovel a bunch of gravel in there. When God says, open your mouth so I can fill it. He's not going to have you open your mouth. So, uh, you know, he could, uh, put something in there that would, you know, hurt you or something like that. God's good. 
everything about the Lord is good. Now the Lord has a sense of humor, <laughs> but the Lord's humor is clean. <laughs> and the Lord's humor would never harm you. It would actually heal you because a merry heart, a happy heart does good, just like a, a medicine. God will make you laugh. Aren't you glad God has a sense of humor? Praise the Lord. Well, my friends, God tells us to open our mouth wide, not just open a little bit, open it wide. And he says, I will fill it. I think there's something so strongly that he wants you to walk in, that he wants you to experience that are part of what he had planned out for your life before you were ever born that he's going to do everything he can just to get you to open your mouth. And if you open your mouth, if you'll yield and, and just receive by faith what God has for you, you'll find that he'll place it in your mouth. In other words, he'll place it in your life. And, you know, as it says in the Bible, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So in order to taste, you have to have it in your mouth. God wants you to taste some good things that will give witness to the fact that God really is good. There are a lot of religious Christians, They're, they love the Lord, they're saved, but they know God from a religious aspect in the sense where they don't know that he's actually fun. They don't really know that he's good. They think that he might be, but they've never, they've never really kind of like had it uh, experientially known in their life. But God wants you to know that he is good. Praise God. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I remember reading the story about a minister. He actually lived to be 102 years old. That's, that's pretty good. But he talked about in the very early stages of his ministry, way back when he was uh, in his 20s, that he had an interesting experience where he and his co-preacher, they, they traveled in twos back then, they had gone out to teach uh, and, and preach out on the mission field. And so what they would do is they would stay in the guest house of a, of a church family whenever, whenever they were traveling uh, through communities. So these two young guys uh, in their early 20s, uh, they they knock on the door uh, of where they're supposed to go to stay at, and the, uh, a farmer opens up the door and says, "Men, I am so glad that you're going to be staying with me because the, the church has already told me that I'm the one to take care of you guys, and I'm so glad that you're here. Now, I want you to know that while you're staying on my farm, I've got a little bitty cottage prepared for you two guys to stay at right over there. And while you're here, you can have all the milk that you want. You can have all the eggs that you can eat. You can have all the butter that you want. And I really want you guys to enjoy yourself because you're working for the Lord. And it is my honor to host you while you are here with me. Okay, so this one minister said the next day uh, he woke up and he uh, told his friend, he goes, well, he goes, uh, it's time for some breakfast. He said, I think I'm going to take that farmer up on his offer and I'm going to walk over there and knock on his door and I'm going to see about getting us some milk this morning. So he, uh, he finds a little bitty pail. I like a little bitty pitcher that maybe could hold, uh, you know, 16 ounces or something like that. And he goes, well, this will do. And he picks it up and he walks over to the uh, farmer's house and he knocks on the door. And the farmer, who was a huge man, opens the door and says, yes. And the, the young preacher said, well, I'm, I'm here to take up your offer to get some of that milk. And he holds that little bitty pitcher up. And the farmer said, he said, what in the world is that? He's, and the, the minister said, well, this is my, my pitcher so I can get some milk. And that farmer said, son, 
He said, I drink a gallon of milk before I even leave the house in the morning to go to work. He said, he said, we don't use little things like that around here. He said, you go back and you get that gallon bucket. <laughs> and so he went back, put the little pitcher away and found a gallon bucket, went back over to the farmer. And uh, when it was all said and done, uh, he had two gallons of milk. Uh, he and his uh, roommate uh, that morning to work with for breakfast. And he said, actually, that week they had so much milk and so much butter and uh, so much of the goodness of the land that they did everything with milk uh, except for bathe in it just about. I mean, it was milk this, milk for that. I mean, it was, and this is fresh milk straight from the cow. But he said, uh, and this, this minister said something that was interesting. He said when he was much older, looking back over his life, and understanding much better the nature of God. He said, when I was a young man, I didn't really understand that when I knocked on that farmer's door with that little bitty pitcher, how much that grieved that farmer's heart. Because that farmer wanted me and my friend, he wanted us to enjoy the milk. And this, this is not a strain on the farmer. He's got cows galore. And these are really good cows. And here the farmer is wanting these guys to enjoy the abundance that he has available for them. And they show up with a little bitty pitcher. And he said, you know what is very, is very important for us that when the Lord says, open your mouth wide, that we don't show up with these little bitty expectations and then we begin to limit God with closed mouths or mouths that are only open, uh, you know, just like a half an inch. And God can't get anything in there. Hallelujah. I believe that today we need to raise our expectations for God to bring his best into our lives. Let's jump over to Psalm 78. Psalm 78, verse 41 uh, in verse 40, it says, how often they provoked him in the wilderness. This would be the children of Israel. They provoked God in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. God is a person. He's not like a vapor or a mist or an inanimate object. God is a being. He is a person. And God can be grieved just like you and I can be grieved. We can, uh, we can be saddened. We can be let down. We can be disappointed. Uh, we can be frustrated. God also can be disappointed as well. And it says they grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God. Watch this. And limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited the Holy One of Israel. I think we limit God when instead of showing up with a big gallon bucket, we show up with like a little cup, like something like this and say, now, Lord, you know that we are humble people. Now, Lord, we know that uh, you're busy and you got a lot on your mind and you've got, you know, over 7 billion people on the planet. You got a lot of people to take care of. And Lord, we don't want to ask too much. Lord, would it be okay if you just fill our cup? Lord, Lord, we don't want to ask you about the gallon bucket that we clearly see sitting right there. But Lord, just, just go ahead and fill the cup. That's enough for us. You know what? God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God doesn't mind hosting a barbecue for you. God doesn't mind supplying you with his very best. God has placed within this planet all the resources that humanity needs to live and prosper and have a good life. 
Praise the Lord. There's plenty of room for everybody. There's plenty of minerals and metals and and product within the earth, down beneath the earth. Some things have to be mined out. Some things have to be, uh, you know, uh, take it through a certain process to get it to where it needs to be. But it's all here. It's all here. And God wants to abundantly supply your every every need. But they limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember His power. So there was a limitation they placed on God. And God says, open your mouth wide. And we put limitations and we have such low expectations. Well, well, you know, Pastor Stephen, you know that I'm just a little low nobody. God, God wouldn't do that for me. Well, I know it's good to be humble. And I know it's good to uh, uh, not ever move into a place of pride or arrogance. But my friends, uh, we need to believe in a big God because we have a big God and we need to let the Holy Spirit balance this properly between humility and also knowing who God is and who we are in Christ. Praise the Lord. I believe it's human nature, fallen, sinful human nature. The challenge we have of our minds not being fully saved yet. Our spirit, yes, born again and saved. We love the Lord, but oh, these minds and these old carnal ways of thinking that would try to pop in. We have to constantly renew our minds, constantly work with this, because it is a natural tendency to just think, well, I don't need that much. You know, I don't want to ask too much of God. I, I don't want to bother the Lord or trouble him. He's so busy answering prayers. You know, God, people think God's like Santa Claus, like Santa Claus has got so much to do. It's tonight before Christmas and, and let's not pile anything else on old Santa Claus or else he might, you know, accidentally miss somebody's door or skip over somebody's house because he's getting old and we want, we want Santa Claus to do his job. Well, God is not a man, hallelujah, from the perspective that, that the Father, he's not limited. Neither is Jesus, who is all God and fully man at the same time. Praise the Lord. But my friends, you need to ask God for his best in your life and believe that his best will come in. And don't drift over into the mode where you limit God. And here's God saying, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. And you have a thought. You have a God thought. Oh, I would like to have a new one of these. But you think, well, I, I can't afford the new. Maybe I can get an old used one that's banged up or beaten up, something like that. And then I can at least have it. But see, that's limiting God. Why do we do that? Because that's the thing that we, that we have to come against, which is an old mindset, an old way of thinking trying to keep an old dinosaur alive when it's passing off the scene and it wants to go home. Uh, looking at cars going by and saying, no, I'm going to stick with my horse because we've had the horse for 6,000 years and I'm staying with the horse. Well, the horse lives his life out and dies and all you're seeing is vehicles go by. Eventually, you have to step in to the new thing that God is doing. Praise the Lord. Don't limit the Lord. The Lord even wants to bring the newest technology into your life. Hallelujah. Even if you're a monk, even if you're a nun, you live in a monastery, you live behind walls where all you do is pray. 
God wants you still to have modern technology in that facility. After all, you can't really spread the message today effectively without some form of modern technology. I think also we can limit the Lord from the perspective that we are willing to settle just for needs being met instead of opening our mouth wide so God can not only supply need, but supply desire. Woo, hallelujah. Maybe you need a car. Maybe you need a car and you would desire a certain one, but you think, well, you know, I would really like to have this type, but all I need is this. My friends, if you think like that, I really want you to remember verse 41. They limit it. They placed a limit on the Holy One of Israel. They actually put a limit on God. Well, God can't do that. God's not concerned about that. God's concerned about every, every part of your life. You ever seen the little bracelets uh, that people used to wear? They were real popular about a decade ago. I guess you might see a few people still wear them every now and then called WWJD. It was real, real popular. It meant, what would Jesus do? And uh, if you were ever faced with a decision in life, you could look down at your little rubber bracelet and you could, you could read the initials, WWJD. You could pause and you could stop in the midst of your, you know, multiple choice thing of what you're going to do in life. And you, you would stop and you would think, now, I wonder what Jesus would do in this situation. Well, you know what? What Jesus would do is he would fill your mouth with good things. What would Jesus do? He'd bless you, hallelujah, and bring good things into your life. I remember uh, when Pope Francis came to America, and he's uh, going around on tour, and they're driving him around in this little bitty tiny car. And I, I guess, you know, there are certain people that have a poverty mindset that think that's really cool. Uh, well, if that's really cool, why did he fly over here on a private jet? Uh, see, it doesn't make any sense. And, I, and I, love, I love Pope Francis. I'm not criticizing him. But I'm just saying it's easy to slip into things and people say, yeah, that's what Jesus would drive. Jesus would drive a little bitty car. Uh, Pastor Stephen, matter of fact, if Jesus were here today, he'd find an old, he'd go out to an old used car lot and he'd find a Yugo. And that's what he'd drive. He'd drive a Yugo. Well, if we're going to put Jesus at the very bottom, why, why not just not even give him a car? Let's put him on a skateboard. And that way we, we cannot have any greenhouse emissions. No, we can have we we can uh we can keep a global warming at bay by keeping Jesus on a skateboard. WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus drive? What would Jesus ride in? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. What would you drive? If the Lord says, Open your mouth, I'll fill it. What well, Lord, what would you like me to have? Now that that comes down to personal preference. And it also comes down to God's assignment for your life. Praise God. Where, where would the Lord have you work? What type of job would God have for me? Well, it depends on your, your skills, your training, and also what you would like to do. God takes all of those factors in consideration. And out of that, he would like to give you a really good job, a really good career. God doesn't want you to hate your job. Hallelujah. God wants you to have a job that you feel good about waking up in the morning and going to. Open your mouth wide 
and he'll fill it. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm afraid he's gonna shove something in there I don't like. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I don't like Mexican food. I, I'm afraid if I open my mouth wide, Jesus is gonna shove a uh, like a burrito in there or something, and, and corn chips and salsa, and that's not who I am. No, the Lord will put in there what you need and what you like. Woo! Glory to God. Open your mouth wide, and he'll fill it. God wants to supply your life with what is very, very best for you. Now, remember Matthew 9, verse 29, Jesus said, it's according to your faith, your faith, your expectation of what it is you believe God to do in your life. Don't limit to Lord today. Don't let the Lord today. Don't confuse humility with faith in a big God. Praise the Lord. Don't settle for something less thinking that you're being humble when actually God wants you to have something really nice because it will bring glory to him for having manifested that in your life. And you can tell people, hey, look, this was something that was beyond me. This is something that God did for me. Isn't it nice that the Lord did this for me? And if God did it for me, if you will believe and trust the Lord, he could do something for you too that makes you happy. And thus the Lord is glorified. According to your faith, be it unto you. Hallelujah. But your faith is strong. You can reach a long ways with your faith. You can do some amazing things with your faith. Hallelujah. Here's a story from Second Kings chapter 13. And I want to turn over here just for a moment. Praise God. Now, if you like a small car, or if you like riding on a skateboard, that's fine. If, if that makes you happy, praise the Lord. They've even got skateboards today that are motorized. You don't even have to use your foot to push it. You just hold a little controller in your hand, and uh, it'll, it's self-powered through a lithium-ion battery. How about that? Some of them go, even go 30 miles an hour. Of course, you might want to wear a helmet just in case you fall off while you're going 35 or 30 miles an hour on a skateboard. Praise the Lord. But God wants to, he wants to fill your mouth, bring into your life wonderful, wonderful things. And you really need to believe the Lord for good stuff, great things. Hallelujah. To do great things for the Lord. Praise God today. Second Kings chapter 13 Verse 15, and Elisha said to him, take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. He struck three times and stopped. There was a limitation put on God. God wanted to do something better in his life. God wanted to do something better for the nation. God had a big idea. God had a big plan. Oh, but here comes uh, false humility that says, oh, no, we don't need to ask God for too much. We need to be humble and we need to be satisfied just for, you know, surviving for another year. Isn't it amazing how popular these shows are on these networks, television networks like Survivor? Uh, these shows where people are put in isolated situations, maybe dropped off with no food, maybe dropped off with no clothes, nothing. And now they've got to survive. Why do people watch shows like that? Because it's the lowest level 
of base humanity of just trying to survive. And you don't, you don't need to look at stuff like that. You're not a survivor. You're a thriver. You're not just trying to, you know, wing it and somehow get through another day, get through another week, get through another month and get through another year and finally die and get off the planet, escape this place and go to be with the Lord in heaven. No, you're supposed to survive and you're supposed to enjoy the journey. You're supposed to survive and thrive with your mouth being filled with good things, having extra, being able to lend, being able to give, being able to bless. Hallelujah. Praise God today. Glory to God. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times and you would have struck Syria until you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. And then Elisha died. Look, when there is an anointing, when the prophet puts his hands on your hands and says, shoot, and then says, strike the ground. When there's an anointing, when the Lord passes by and you have an opportunity to touch the hem of the garment, when you're, when you're in your house alone by yourself praying and the presence of God comes in and there's an anointing to ask, when the glory comes and you sense that God says, open your mouth, I'll fill it. And you just sit there and you just strike the ground a couple times and you think that's all I need, Lord. I know you'd like to, for me to have a lot more, but I'm Lord, I'm just a humble man. No, that's not being humble. That's being foolish. That's limiting God. See, the Holy Spirit will direct you in this. The Holy Spirit will direct you in this. He will help you to have that right balance of, of humility and the right balance of understanding the anointing, understanding the glory, understanding the majesty and the power of God. Praise the Lord. There are some things that God desperately wants you to receive. He wants you to receive them so much. He is actually commanding, not suggesting, commanding that you open your mouth so that he can fill it, so that he can bring into your life what he wants to do. This is not about you. This is not about me. We are secondary. Primary, it's about God having his way. Praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing to think that he wants it more than you do? Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't strike the ground just a few times. Don't say, well, Lord, I, I don't need much. Lord, Lord, I, you know, I'm just a lowly person. Hallelujah. No, just say, well, Lord, now that you're here, and Lord, since you're giving me this opportunity, and I'm in an, a place of an open heaven, Lord, this is, this is what I think would be good. I want to ask you for this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe you find yourself in a place like that. Maybe like Elisha, when he originally received the mantle, the prophetic mantle from Elijah, and he asked for a double portion. And you just can't ask that any day. There has to be a moment. There has to be a, a glory manifestation. There has to be the Lord's power to endorse that. But when it's there, it's there. And when it's there, you shouldn't limit the Lord. And Elisha said, I want a double portion. I want a double portion. I like it that he asked big. Praise God. Hallelujah. My friends, when the Lord says, open your mouth, I want to fill it. Just say yes. Yes, Lord. And don't be surprised when he shows you what it is he wants to do. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, what do you mean when he shows me? Well, sometimes you can catch these 
glimpses. They'll they'll pop into your mind, and you'll you'll receive an image in your mind of what God wants to do. And it might it might stick for three seconds, but it's like a painting or like an image, and you like you see this thing of what God wants to do, and you may think, "Wow, Lord, uh, Lord, you really nailed it. That's exactly what I would like." Well, my friends, what you have to do is you have to settle on that. You have to settle on that and just walk with the Lord and say, Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Praise God. Then just praise him and thank him for it. Let him do it. Let him do it. And he will. He will. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I think right now that he's showing you right now, the Holy Spirit is this thing that God wants to do in your life. Take the limits off right now. Now, you understand, we, we talked about this before. We, you don't go crazy. Lord, make me the first trillionaire. Yes. Lord, by Monday morning, I want to have $50 billion, and I want it on the table, and you better hurry. No, no, you, you understand, we've covered, <laughs> we've, we've covered crazy, right? We're not going crazy. We're just going with the Lord. What is the Lord showing you right now? He's saying, open your mouth, I'll fill it. Okay, right now. He'd like to show you what that is. Praise God. All you have to do is believe and say, yes, Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word, according to what it is that you're showing me. Remember, it's a, God's word is a proceeding word. His word is never stale. This is a new word for a new season. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is always speaking. Nobody talks more than God does. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants to give you a fresh word, a new word in this new season of your life. He wants to fill your life full of everything that he has promised you. Praise the Lord. Don't dial down the power of God. Don't limit God when he wants to be good to you. Just say, okay, Lord, uh, you, you go right ahead. Go right ahead. Praise God. And you never, here's what's cool about God. You never, ever have to apologize to anybody for what God does in your life. You don't have to apologize and say, oh, oh, you know, I, I paid full price for that, but I, I'm sorry I did. You don't, you don't have to apologize ever for what the Lord brings into your life, how the Lord blesses you for what God has done for, uh, for you. You don't have to apologize ever for God or what he does in your life. You just praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you will be an inspiration to many people. You will be a faith catalyst for many people. Hallelujah. Because one of the greatest catalysts of faith is knowing that somebody else did it. Here, here's the real faith catalyst. It's not just reading about somebody who did it, hearing about somebody who did it in another country, in, or in another state, but actually physically, visibly standing, talking to a person who did it, that can be you. And you could be the one that can say, let me lay my hands on you, that God can do it in your life as well. Praise God. That's, that's all the difference. That's all the difference. Praise the Lord. Glory. Are you ready to open your mouth wide with faith, with expectation that you'll get God's best? Stop. Stop being willing to accept just anything. Stop being willing to accept just surviving. 
just getting a little something, maybe a little, little token gift every now and then. No, expect God's best and expect there to be an influx into your life of God's best as you give him your best, your heart, your full attention. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, O God. Let us by faith strike the arrows to the ground five or six times. Let us strike so hard the arrows get broken if necessary. Hallelujah. Let us ask when the anointing is there. Let us move when your spirit is moving. Let us embrace what you are doing. We thank you, Father. May we be signs and wonders of your goodness. May we be signs and wonders that people see and they wonder. They wonder how it happened. We are a sign, an inexplainable, an inexplainable manifestation of going forward when so many other things would go backwards. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Let your people be a sign and wonder blessing everywhere they go. In Jesus' name, amen. You're going to get God's best. I speak that over your life today. You are going to receive God's best. God wants it more than what you want it to be. Hallelujah. He's going to bring it to pass. Praise God. Let us take communion today. Please join me today. Uh, Grab yourself some grape juice, some unleavened bread. Praise the Lord. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings also in just a moment. Father, we bless and consecrate the juice and the bread. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we receive the body of Jesus, we receive your very best for our lives. You've been wanting to do some amazing things. But Father, we have limited, we have limited you with wrong mindsets, with extinct, old, archaic ways of thinking. Father, we thank you that you are renewing our minds daily as we spend time with you. We thank you that you are changing us from the inside and out. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Let's receive now the body of Christ. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for a right relationship with you through the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. We thank you that his blood washes away all of our sins, and we rejoice in that today. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Let's receive. Praise God. Now, as you bring in your tithes and offerings, I want you to do so today with a declaration, no more closed mouth, no more partially open mouth, but mouth wide open to receive what God will fill your mouth with. Praise God. Praise God. Strong expectation for an inflow of the blessings of God to touch your life. Even this week, glory to God. Oh, yes. The switch is flipped on. It's flowing, and the angels are working. If you want to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, or zip code 28. 
1-800-227-5117. For those of you that enjoy going online and bringing in your tithes and offerings through the Internet, safe and secure credit card transaction, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings Sow and Reap. Please go there now at this time. Bring in your tithes and offerings into the house of the Lord. With your mouth open. With your mouth open. Glory. Glory. Go after God's best. Go after God's best. I know sometimes it can take a little while to filter out what is God's best for your life, but eventually you'll get there. You'll get there as you pray. It's like you can be cold, but then you keep praying. Now you're getting warm. Then you keep praying. Maybe it takes a couple days, maybe even a couple of weeks. Then you get hot, hot, hot. And then God shows you, this is it. This is what I want to bring into your life. And you're like, you know what, Lord? That's absolutely perfect for me. I'd really like that. Praise God. That's what the Lord is going to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Holy Spirit is helping you too identify that. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Just by faith, reach out and take some arrows in your hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And just, just strike them. Hallelujah. One, two. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Three, four, and five. And one more. Six. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe the word of the Lord is coming to you. That that prophetic act has released a fresh word to come to you in this season of your life. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. New season of miracles and signs and wonders. Praise God of barriers and limitations removed. I see you up and running at the speed that you're supposed to be at. I see you making up for lost time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. God's got it covered for you. Just get up and get going with the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for what you've said today to us through your word. We thank you, O oh God, that we want to be those that strike the arrows to the ground. We want to be, we want to be people that respond with great eagerness when we're in that in place of empowerment to ask that we not limit you. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. My friends, be looking because the Lord will be filling. Not your stocking, but your mouth, your life, with sweet and wonderful things. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Have a wonderful Christmas. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.